ovation here. Let's go to our ring announcer. Welcome to the show that brings you all things nostalgia in the world of professional wrestling. It is now time to go beyond the bell. gonna do old school wrestling fans as we turn back the clock to rewind and relive all things nostalgia in the world of professional wrestling yes fans this is beyond the bell via the powerful sns radio network i'm your host independent ring announcer extraordinaire sean beckerman back with you to bring you all things old school in sports entertainment on this edition, we come to the conclusion of our Hulkamania Chronicle series, the oh-so-popular series. We've had many editions, up to eight editions already, from his debut onto the national scene to the popularity as Hulkamania burst through in the World Wrestling Federation coming from the AWA to Hulkamania rotting high and breaking records with the Rock and Wrestling Connection. To the downfall in the World Wrestling Federation with the steroid scandal and his departing from the Federation. And then his transition into the Hollywood world and acting as Thunder in Paradise was next for the Hulkster. And then it led him to another huge and major transition in the world of professional wrestling as he signed with World Championship Wrestling. And then... The shocking turn, the heel turn, into Hollywood Hulk Hogan and the New World Order. On our last edition, we discussed the downfall of WCW, and for the very first time, Hulk Hogan was unsure of his wrestling career. Okay, we could say he we could say he was unsure when he left the World Wrestling Federation 
in the early 90s, but we kind of knew where the Hulkster was going. He was going into Hollywood. He was going into Thunder and Paradise. At the time, a hit show, and he had a plan for him in place, and it kind of led him into WCW. So it was a smooth transition for the Hulkster, but now we saw the Hulkster do it all. Wrestle in every major promotion, be successful and become world champion in every major promotion. And now, with the downfall of WCW, WCW being sold and purchased by the World Wrestling Federation, and Hulk Hogan leaving WCW prior to that, would Hulk Hogan go back to the WWF? Would he be welcome back after he left on not-so-positive terms with Vince McMahon? So, for the very first time in Hulk Hogan's career... We didn't know what was going to happen to the Hulkster. So this week, we look into the next chapter in the Hulkamania Chronicles as the immortal Hulk Hogan made his return to the World Wrestling Federation. But first, it's time to go behind the mic. Let's go to our ring announcer. The winner by way of knockout well. Wrestling fans, this is where we take you backstage behind the scenes to give you an idea what it's like to be a professional wrestling ring announcer on the independent wrestling scene. So courtesy of Barbershop Window, the place where they make wrestling t-shirts cool again to wear, let's go backstage to relive my experience announcing arguably the greatest intercontinental champion of all time, the Honky Tonk Man. I will tell you, it was an experience announcing the Honky Tonk Man to the ring one, as again, a monumental moment for me, announcing, quite frankly, arguably the greatest IC champion of all time, having the opportunity to announce a potential future Hall of Famer in the Honky Tonk Man was so special for me in general, another milestone in my career as a professional wrestling ring announcer. I didn't have much backstage interaction with the Honky Tonk Man, but from what I can tell you, he definitely had his opinion on how things should go, how things should be run, and I heard him talking to some other wrestlers. Actually, he was talking to me in a sense. He was talking to a bunch of us together about his experiences in professional wrestling, and all I could just think of, rewinding back when I was at SummerSlam, watching him take on the Ultimate Warrior, making that challenge for someone to prove that they're better than the greatest intercontinental champion of all time and hearing the Ultimate Warrior's music hit. The crowd goes crazy, me being one of them in... In the arena that that night, just while he was talking, I just rewinded my brain back to that moment and thinking, I'm going to be announcing this man to the ring in just minutes. So a very surreal moment for me specifically, but to get the backstage scoop on the Honky Talk Man, all I could say is the person you see on the shoot videos, the person that you see uh, doing Hall of Fame introductions, inductions, or the Honky Talk Man you see... Anywhere is quite frankly the honky tonk man that's backstage. Got a lot to say, got a lot of personality, but I for one will never forget having the opportunity to announce the honky tonk man. And I will say, 
when he did walk backstage, there was the presence of the fanny pack. I'm just saying. So, courtesy of ringannouncing.com on YouTube, here's the audio clip of my opportunity announcing the Honky Tonk Band, the greatest intercontinental champion of all time, to the ring. From July of the year 2000 to November of 2001, Hogan was out of the public eye. He had been dealing with self-doubt and depression following his WSW departure, wondering if he had anything left to give back to the sport he loved so much. Hogan also spent this time remaining at the bedside of his ailing father, Peter, who passed away in December of 2001. Prior to his death, His father had urged his son to return to wrestling and fix it. His father's words of such encouragement, coupled with the need to silence the critics who had long been saying he was washed up and had been holding down the younger talents, the younger superstars of this business. It reinvigorated the Hulkster. After undergoing surgery on both knees, this led him to joining the brand new XWF promotion. The XWF was formed in October of 2001. It was a series of television tapings which were scheduled for November 13th to 14th of 2001 at Soundstage 23 in Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida. Hogan appeared both days and wrestled Kurt Henning on the second. In true Hulkster fashion, a leg drop was landed and a pinfall was counted. Hulkster didn't plan to wrestle, at least to the length that he did, during those two tapings, or should I say the last show of the two tapings, but the crowd went crazy for the Hulkster as he returned, as he returned to the Red and Yellow to take on the former Mr. Perfect. Nevertheless, the XWF didn't quite make it past those TV tapings, and it was shortly closed, and the Hulkster was looking again for a true home in wrestling. The World Wrestling Federation was riding high at the time, purchasing World Championship Wrestling, a successful WrestleMania 17 card which pitted The Rock against Stone Cold Steve Austin, record-breaking numbers, an all-time achievement for Vince McMahon and the WWF. The invasion angle finished up where WCW quote-unquote invaded the World Wrestling Federation with ECW. As many of you know, the failed angle of the Invasion storyline created a new transition for the WWF. They were looking for a new storyline, something hot, something different, to take a hold and grab the fans' attention back into the product. Sure, business was doing very, very well at the time, even compared to now. They were still riding high off of the Attitude Era, but they were looking for the next step 
in the promotion's history. Rumors were rampant of possibly the NWO joining the World Wrestling Federation and invading Vince McMahon's territory. Would Hulk Hogan come back to the company that he left so abruptly, so negatively? Well, the rumors became true as Hulk Hogan re-signed with the World Wrestling Federation, which was a move many said would never happen. It was during the last week of January of 2002. Both Kevin Nash and Scott Hall had also signed with the WWF, and it seemed that the New World Order was back. You know, Scott and Kevin, I couldn't agree with you more. We're, we're just like all of you out there. I mean, we might be a little richer and a little more famous, but I mean, we're not here to kill the WWF. We're here to make it better. All we want to do is give the WWF fans exactly what they want. And all we want from you is a chance. But it's up to all you out there and all the boys in the back if we get our chance. That remains to be seen. But I can tell you one thing right now. In all sincerity, there's one man who gave the NWO a chance. And that was Vince McMahon. And right now, I'd like to thank Vince McMahon for the opportunity. And I want to tell you, Vince McMahon, we will not let you down. God bless Vince McMahon. Thank you. And God bless all of you, too. And last of all, God bless America. Thank you for the chance. Hulk Hogan once again had the eye of the tiger. He was ready to return home to the World Wrestling Federation. At No Way Out in 2002, Hogan returned to the WWE. He returned to the company that made him a pop culture icon. So fitting, the initials for No Way Out were NWO, which we saw the return of the Hulkster as the leader of the original NWO, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. The three got into a confrontation with The Rock and cost Stone Cold Steve Austin a chance at becoming the undisputed WWF champion against Chris Jericho in the main event of the card. The NWO feuded with both Austin and The Rock, but it led to another transition in the Hulkster's career. Hey, it's The Rock. Come on, guys. Hey, well, some people's champ. I'm a bull. Hey, this is my son's favorite wrestler. Really? Hey, how about a shot? Come on. Okay, I'll take it. I'll take it. Picture with The Rock. Yes, sir. For your son. Yeah. No problem. Here's Matt. Okay, you guys get in it. Ready? All right, that's a good one. So much for the people's taste. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you just say? No, 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 no. Doesn't matter what you just said. See, you shouldn't have said that. Rock was being a man. No problem. Picture for your son. No problem. Rock will tell you what you could do with that camera. You, Chico, Razor Ramon. You take that camera and shut it up real nice. And then what you do, you give it to your big buddy. Big Daddy Cool Diesel. You turn it sideways. And then you give it to him. Give it to Hogan. Hogan, you take that camera 
It's already shined up. Turn sideways. Eat your vitamins. Say your prayers and stick it straight up all your candy asses. The original plan for the Hulkster and the Outsiders was to invade the WWF, causing havoc in a heel fashion. Trying to relive and recapture the essence they had when they originally formed the threesome back in World Championship Wrestling. And wrestling history was surely made one night on Monday Night Raw. Shortly after the No Way Out pay-per-view, we saw a confrontation between the immortal Hollywood Hulk Hogan, and the people's champion, The Rock. Ever since you fans drove me out of the WWF, I've had something I've wanted to say. And now that I'm back in the WWF, thanks to Mr. Vince McMahon. Right again. There's only one thing that I've got to say to you WWF fans. You can kiss my ass. Oh! Holy mackerel! Yeah, that's respectful. He owes the fans everything. That's how he thanks them. I'm the reason all you people are here. I'm the one that put the WWF on the map. I'm the one that made wrestling as big as it is today. That's right. There's nobody in this business that's a bigger icon than I am. Can you doubt that, JR? Can you say he's wrong? I don't think it's for me to say, but maybe somebody else has got a, a different opinion. I don't know. But here comes the people's champion, The Rock, walking with a purpose, not wasting any time. Wait a minute, Rock. Calm down and listen to this ovation. ask you something do you really think that it was the fans do you actually think that it was the people that drove you out of the WWF what he said is that what you think that's exactly it what doesn't matter what you think what wow now that is some serious disrespect right there JR the only thing that matters is you realize it was not the people that drove you out of the WWF. No, 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 no. They loved you. They believed in you. And damn it, The Rock believed in you. Well, it should. But you know what happened? It was years after years after years 
It was years after years of you eating the vitamins, saying the prayers, ripping your t-shirt off, running wild over everyone. What you gonna do when Hulkamania runs wild over you? He plays the trails. Oh, The Rock will tell you. The Rock will tell you what the people did. After all that, the people ran. They ran all right. They ran right to the toilet, pulled their pants down, took one big hulk of crap every time you opened your mouth. What? Man. I can't believe what Rock is saying. Do you know what? The Rock will say this about you, Hollywood Hulk Hogan. You are, without a shadow of a doubt, a legend. You are, without a shadow of a doubt, an icon. Quite possibly the best ever. And seeing as you are back in the WWF because of Vince McMahon, the Rock has one thing to say. You talked about headlining, main eventing, WrestleMania after WrestleMania after WrestleMania. Well, Hulk Hogan, The Rock says, how do you feel about headlining one more WrestleMania with The Rock? Oh my God! The Rock has, has challenged Hogan! He's challenged Hogan for WrestleMania! Oh my gosh! Look at Hogan staring The Rock down. It's as if time has stood still. The Rock has challenged Hogan for WrestleMania. And what will Hogan have to say? is a moment. What's he gonna say? You know something, Rock? They've got a name, a phrase for guys like you. It's called flavor of the month. Whoa! Oh yeah, I've seen a lot of guys like you come and go. They're a dime a dozen. What makes you think you're even in my league. What makes you think you're even close to being a bigger star as I am? Look at that finger in the rock's chest. What makes you... Yes or no? Let The Rock paint a picture for you. The fantasy matchup no one would have ever thought they could have seen. The fantasy matchup that transcends this industry. The fantasy matchup that will determine who will go down in history as being the absolute best ever. But you know what? Maybe it's...
One for the ages, King. Dream match. Hogan seems to be hesitating. You know what? Maybe it's not up to you to decide. Maybe it's not up to The Rock to decide. Maybe, just maybe, it's up to the people. Wait a minute. Fans want to see it, King. At WrestleMania, do you people want to see the immortal Hulk Hogan go one-on-one -on -one with the Great One? A resounding yes here in Chicago. But what will Hogan's answer be? These are the same people that drove Hulk out of the WWF. No, oh, look at what are you doing, Rock? Wait a minute. He's walking. Hulk Hogan. This is not right, JR. He is absolutely disrespecting the immortal Hulk Hogan. All Hogan's got to do is say yes. Yes or no. Make up your damn mind and get out of the ring, will you? Shut up! Just make up your mind. Don't pressure him. Yes. Oh, my God! WrestleMania, Hogan, The Rock, one-on-one. -on -one. You know, Rock, they are right. It'll be a pleasure to kick your ass at WrestleMania. Wow! So I say, let's do it. Seal the deal, Rock. You wanted it so bad? I think the deal is sealed. The Rock made the challenge. Hogan has accepted. And by the way, Rock, good luck. Because you're going to need it. Uh-oh. Wait a minute. Let go. Not as much as you. Brother. WrestleMania 18, Icon versus Icon, Hogan and Rock in Toronto, and I was so stoked, so excited, because I was going to this year's WrestleMania. I can tell you fans, the crowd was electric. What was expected and what happened were two completely different things. They thought the fans to be solely behind The Rock and boo the heel Hogan after a terrible storyline that took place post-confrontation between Rock and Hogan, which was so historic. You go from an historic moment where they're facing eye-to-eye to each other, and they're looking at the crowd at different angles. Such 
an embedded moment in professional wrestling history. You go from that to a cheesy uh, monster truck ambulance storyline angle where Hogan rammed a monster truck into an ambulance that supposedly had the rock inside. Of course, you had to throw some outlandish professional wrestling storylines into it. You had a basic storyline which was effective, two men in the ring staring at each other. All that aside, the original plan was for Hogan to have tremendous heat on him, carrying the NWO banner with The Rock, carrying the World Wrestling Federation banner. Hogan asked Hall and Nash not to interfere, as he wanted to defeat The Rock all by himself. Despite the fact that Hogan was supposed to be the heel in the match, the crowd favored Hogan throughout the entire contest. They went nuts. I had goosebumps on my arms. I could not believe it. Wrestling fans, I could tell you personally, I don't cheer a lot when I'm in the in the arenas. Maybe because I'm such a jaded fan at times, or maybe because I've seen it all, or I'm an analyst at certain points. I'm in the business independently as a ring announcer, so you don't usually... I don't get many chances to mark out, quote-unquote, or fall into a moment in wrestling because I'm always looking behind the curtain at certain points. I tell you, this is one of the few moments that I fell into being a fan once again. I was cheering for the Hulkster as he was hulking up. I was a, an eight-year-old boy once again rooting for the Hulkster to beat The Rock. Goosebumps and all, the crowd was absolutely insane for the Hulkster. Hollywood Hulk Hogan was reborn in Toronto that night. And Hogan at WrestleMania, one-on-one. A match that the world thought would never, ever happen. Hollywood Hulk Hogan, he will make his 10th appearance in WrestleMania. His first in nine years. And the challenge for Hulk Hogan is the future of the World Wrestling Federation, The Rock. Wrestling's past, wrestling's future. This is WrestleMania, baby. The two biggest icons in sports entertainment were ready to square off at WrestleMania. But no one could have predicted the reaction from the sold-out crowd in Toronto at WrestleMania 18. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you can love him or you can hate him. And there's a lot of fans here in Skydome that love this legendary figure, Hollywood Hulk Hogan, returning to Toronto. Returning to Skydome as perhaps the greatest icon in the history of sports entertainment. Preparing to meet perhaps the future of this endeavor. Give this guy triple props over Hulk Hogan ever. That's that when he mentioned my name to the rock room. Oh my god, Hogan, this would be transcendent wrestling. I mean, he, he knew what would happen. The Rock can say that. God, this will work. This will transcend wrestling on mine. I knew it. Well, look at this. And look at the blast balls. This is a WrestleMania moment. With those eyes. On March 17, 2002. You can circle that date on your calendar. Because I can tell you it's going to be a day that, that I'm never going to forget. Quite frankly, a match I thought I would never, ever see. When he got in that ring and he got booed by 70,000 people, he handled it on a business level better than I ever could have done on my best day. And I thought I was the best until I got in with him. Listen to this crowd, they are! Certainly a, a nostalgic feel here for a Hogan. On a personal level, 
He must have been numb because all he thought was business. Wait a minute. Hogan! Hogan with a rock bottom! Unbelievable! Hogan with a rock bottom! Don't tell me Hogan's going to beat the rock with a rock bottom! There's a count! Three! No! The Brahma ball kicked out! On a working level, he stuck with me through that match. When most guys would have flipped, snapped, rushed, panicked, blew the match. He is poised, he is, he is coiled. Whoa! There's the rock bottom. The rock bottom on Hogan. The hook of the leg. And this, no! Hogan tipped out. My God, Hogan tipped out. Look at this. On the rock bottom. And I don't think that the rock. Wait a minute. Leave it. Is he going to hook up there? He is. I got three punches. I got a foot and a leg drop. That's how I do it. And he's smarter than the rest of them because he knew that and he wasn't afraid of it. And it took him from great to greatness. He beat Andre the Giant with that move. The leg is hooked. Oh my God! My God! The rock kicked out. The leg drop. And Hogan cannot believe it. Like his dad said, listen to Hogan. Before we went out there, just listen to Hogan. And I listened to him. And he listened to me. And the rock up. We've seen uh -oh. this before. No cover! Rock not going for the cover here. He wants to put an exclamation point on it! Man! There it is! That's the third rock bottom of this match. And wait a minute. Here it comes! With a total of three rock bottoms. He must electrified move! It's Sports Entertainment today, people's elbow! On Hulk! Hogan! Rock with a people's elbow! On Hogan! Ah! Rock wins it! By the end of that match, when I shook his hand, torch was passed and he is the man and he won he won the victory and he won the match he's the man he's the guy to carry the ball for the rest of the time and i won my fans back wait a minute look at this now of his teammates of the nwo hall and nash here hey wow no, wait a minute hall and nash double teaming hollywood hogan and here comes the, the rock. rock back and the rock now defending hogan hogan and the rock Whoa! Fighting Hall in there! Look at this! My God! I don't believe this! Whoa! There's millions and millions of fans that were the Rocks. They used to be mine, now they're mine again. But I don't mind sharing them with him because he's too cool. These two men, I think, have found a higher level of respect mutually than they ever dreamed of coming in here. I remember him catching my headband at Madison Square Garden. Showing to his dad, but dressed like I got off Hogan's headband. He went from the headman, nation of domination, Rocky sucks, to the great one, to being great. Now he's in greatness land. Wow, and he's still alive. I mean, Elvis is there, man, but he ain't alive. Rock's there and he's alive. That's cool. I want to be there. The following night on Raw, the huge ovation for Hogan's entrance put him at a crossroads to continue as part of the NWO or not. When you get the fans out on the string and you really get them going, you don't want to go against the grain. NWO, good work, but why go against the grain? So The Rock says this, concerning the NWO, why don't you tell the NWO exactly how you feel as only Hulk Hogan can?
supposed to stay for a long time, but all of a sudden the fans started cheering and they got relentless with it, with the red and yellow. They were bleeding red and yellow. They got so relentless with it. And so, you know, the wise man makes wise moves. And Vince McMahon knew to complete this journey back to the WWE, to complete my comeback, I had to become the champion. In turn, this effectively turned him face. The Rock cleanly won the contest, but befriended Hogan at the end of the bout and helped him fight off against Hall and Ash, who were upset by Hogan's soft, contradictory, more complimentary, respectful tone to the people's champ. After the match, Hogan was a definite face once again, siding with The Rock. Though he continued wearing black and white tights for a few weeks after WrestleMania 18, he ripped the NWO shirt off, though. The NWO was no longer a part of the Hulkster, but he was still wearing black and white, until he resumed wearing his signature red and yellow tights. During this period, the Hulk Rules logo of the 80s was redone with the text, Hulk Still Rules. Those shirts flew off the shelf. I could not wait to buy the retro Hulk Still Rules shirt and the Hulkamania shirt under a WWF banner once again. Hulk wore the original Hulk Rules attire 12 years earlier when he headlined WrestleMania 6 at the same arena in the Sky Dome. Tremendous fans. What a great stat. For a time, he was still known as Hollywood Hulk Hogan, notably for keeping the Hollywood Hogan-style blonde mustache with black beard while wearing Hulkamania-like red and yellow tights and still using the Voodoo Child theme music he used in WCW. He kind of had a similar, instead of having the short yellow tights, trunks, and the red knee pads, yellow boots, he had now long tights like he did as Hollywood, more of a tie-dye red and yellow style. On April 4th, Hogan feuded with Triple H and defeated him for his sixth and final WWF Undisputed Championship at Backlash. Triple H is a player. Um, he's got everything it takes. Been in the ring with him. Timing impeccable. I used to sit at home and tell my son, Nick, I want to work with that guy. I want to have a match with him. I want to be in the ring with him. I, mean, I don't get off on much. I get off on jumping on a motorcycle and going too fast into a corner. Oh, am I going to make it? You know, I get off on fast boats. I get off on a Learjet going straight up. And I get off on working with Triple H because he knows where he's at in the ring at all times. I come to work and I see my name next to his and I'm like, wow, this is going to be easy. Not physically easy, but easy. And the fans here in Kansas City on their feet. The emotion here is the wild card. There's no intimidation. There's no fear between these two men. Battle of the biceps. Hollywood Hulk Hogan. And he captured lightning in a bottle one more time. This is what he needs, they are. Hogan is using the adrenaline provided from these Hulkamaniacs to his full advantage. Park, what that was by the game. 
The young lion, the game, pounding away on Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Here comes Hogan for the game. Oh, no. Hogan teleporting the game. Hollywood Hulk Hogan with the cradle of the game. Powered out. Trying to set in the figure four. And he's got it. Hogan writhing in pain, screaming in pain. And Hulk has turned it. The personnel's on the legs of the game. Look at that. Oh. And now reaching back for the leg. And the game kicked out. Hulk Hogan again in a hell of a bad position. Here come these Hulkamaniacs. And he says it's not over yet. Comes to the desperation suplex. Hogan with an adrenaline oh. rush here. Here he goes. Sitting the game for the ride. Oh. Hulk Hogan foot. It's going to be over here. Wait a minute. Do you see what I see? Chris Jericho just assaulted Earl Hebner. What the hell is this about? Jericho does not want Hogan to win this match. Jericho with a chair shot. Bouncing off Hogan's head. Wait a minute. Look at that. The game wants He does not like. Does not want any of Jericho's help. And the bitter former undisputed champion. Being evicted from the premises. My God, can it be? Hogan's starting to hulk up here. Is this reality? Or is this a dream for Hogan? Uh-oh. Triple H. Going downstairs. Loading Hogan up. Oh! A pedigree! Hogan's head! His face through the canvas! This one is gonna be over! Oh my god! The Undertaker just struck the referee! Right in the head! Oh! Damn! God almighty! Triple H knocked down! The Undertaker didn't want Triple H to win this match! Oh look at the Undertaker! Hogan says, hell no! I don't want your help! I don't need your help! Hogan scores the right hands! Close line! Oh. On the Undertaker! Hogan got the leg drop! The referee's there! There's a count! Oh, he's done it! My God! My God, he's done it! We have witnessed a rebirth of Hulkamania! Hulkamania is real! And what's going to happen here? I'll be damned. The game extending his hand. I wonder, does he mean it? It's like Hulkamania died, went to heaven, reborn, multiplied, quadruplified, and has got loudspeakers yelling at you. Montreal is the place, instead of California or Hawaii, if I had to live my second life, I would move to Montreal. Simply a movie experience for Hulk Hogan. I actually tried to calm them down after about 10 or 12 minutes. Held the microphone up, hey, I need to talk, or quiet down. They stood on their feet, 
and every person in that building yelled as loud and as long as they could go find it. I had to beg them to stop. I, I couldn't stop it. You guys are overwhelming. That's an understatement. No doubt. I had one goal. That was Sunday to get to WrestleMania. And I came out here the night after WrestleMania, damn it, just to say thanks. And because of all you crazy damn maniacs, I can't go home now. You guys are awesome. For me, it was very emotional. I'm from Montreal, and it made me feel good that the wrestling fans of Montreal gave Hogan the biggest ovation of his life. I was choked up. Then I turned around, and then everybody else around me was all choked up. We've never seen anything like it in wrestling. Maybe in other sports, in baseball, or in football, you see ovation like that. But in wrestling, I've never seen that. It was really, it was very touching. You know, I was going to come out here and say I hope. But now, it's not that I hope, maniacs. I know Hulkamania will live forever. In turn, this made him the last ever WWF champion before the initials dispute against the World Wildlife Fund for Nature took place. On May 19th, at Judgment Day, he lost the belt to The Undertaker after losing a number one contenders match for the Undisputed Championship to Triple H. On June 6th, Hogan began feuding with Kurt Angle, resulting in a match between the two at the King of the Ring, which Angle won by submission. And I, for one, was a kid in a candy store as my new hero, Kurt Angle, was taking on my former hero, the Hulkster. On July 4th, in 2002, on an edition of SmackDown, Hogan teamed with Edge to defeat Billy and Chuck to capture the WWE World Tag Team Championship for the very first time. Again, I was so spe- I was so excited and it was so special to me because I was there for that event too. Fans, I'm not kidding you. It seemed like during this era of Hulkamania, I was there for monumental moments throughout Hogan's career. It was in Atlantic City when Edge teamed with his hero Hulk Hogan to win the tag team titles. They celebrate by waving the American flag as the audience, I tell you, for me, I for one being there, they went nuts for the Hulkster and Edge, and it gave Edge a great rub. And what was even more special was Voodoo Child wasn't playing as we heard the real American song pipe through and blast through the speakers. Later, they dropped the titles to the Un-Americans, which were consisting of Lance Storm and Christian, at Vengeance that year. But in August of 2002, Hogan was used in an angle with Brock Lesnar. I know you've made a habit out of beating the odds lately, but tonight, with a shot for the WWE title at SummerSlam on the line, do you honestly feel you you have what it takes to defeat a stronger, younger, and really what some are saying, an unstoppable Brock Lesnar? Okay, brother, you're right. Maybe Brock Lesnar is a little bit stronger than me. And let's face it, you know, he's 25 years old and I'm 
I'm 29, dude. Okay, so I got a couple years on him. You know, in fact, conventional wisdom might say that I shouldn't even be thinking about beating Brock Lesnar. I don't have a chance. But conventional wisdom doesn't take into account that there's 15,000 Hulkamaniacs that'll rise to their feet and scream their lungs out for me, little dude. Conventional wisdom doesn't take into account that Hulkamania took a man that was down and out in this business and brought me all the way back to the top, to the WWE title. You know, it's Hulkamania, not Brock Lesnar, that's unstoppable. Brock Lesnar has never faced anything as strong as Hulkamania. Never, brother. So I'm counting. I'm relying on all my Hulkamaniacs to pull me through this one tonight with the next big thing so that I can face Rock and get my WWE title belt back, brother. And you sit here and you ask me if I think I've got what it takes to make it out of there alive tonight, brother. Well, that's not the question, little dude, that needs to be asked. We all know what the question is, brother. You know it. I know it. And the next big thing knows it. What you gonna do, Brock? What you gonna do, next big thing? What you gonna do, Brock Lesnar, when Hulkamania and 15,000 Hulkamaniacs run wild on you? What you gonna do? Culminating in a main event singles match, Lesnar won by submission, and the match was called, basically, after Hogan became unconscious from a bear hug hold. Blood was dripping from Hogan's mouth, and the infamous icon of or image of Brock taking Hogan's blood and smearing it on his chest. Lester's going to SummerSlam to meet The Rock for the Undisputed title. 
This Brock Lesnar is focused, primed, pumped, and ready for the Rock at SummerSlam. First in F5, and then the Sky Bearheart and Hollywood Hulk Hogan seems to be bleeding from the mouth. Blood is flowing from the mouth. It's hard to tell, Cole, how bad Hogan's hurt. He's bleeding eternally, so we got to assume he's hurt pretty bad. Look at Lester. No remorse. No remorse. He's a focused gladiator. Is Brock Lesnar the next big thing? Humongous victory. Lesnar became the only the second WWE superstar to defeat Hogan by submission after Kurt Angle, and the first to defeat Hogan by having the match called. Following the contest, Lesnar continued to beat on Hogan. And that image of him bloody and beaten, you know, the, he was unconscious in the ring, Lesnar smearing the blood on his chest in what many fans recall as the worst beating Hogan has ever received in his career. This gave another rub to Lesnar being this monster next big thing. And as a result of, of Lesnar's assault, Hogan went on a hiatus and was not able to return until early 2003. When he returned, he took on The Rock once again in a rematch from the previous year's WrestleMania at the next year's No Way Out confrontation, where this time we saw The Rock turn heel against Hulk Hogan. Then it led to the infamous feud and rivalry with Vince McMahon at WrestleMania 19 in a match that was billed as 20 years in the making. Hulk Hogan and Vince McMahon revolutionized this business. If it were not for these two men, there wouldn't be a WrestleMania. Ladies and gentlemen, January 24th, 1984, the day Hulkamania was born. on all counts. Hulk Hogan testified against his former boss. Hogan, quite frankly, is a coward. And there have been many, many times through our illustrious, long association together that I have thought about what would happen. What would happen in a fight with Vince McMahon and Hulk Hogan? After WrestleMania is over, you will know who the better man is. I created Hulkamania, and by God, at WrestleMania, I'm gonna kill it. You better start training. You better start eating your vitamins, and you better start saying your damn prayers, McMahon. One man will leave with his head held high while the other will suffer a defeat so devastating that he might, and in Hogan's case, would end his career. Ladies and gentlemen, 
a match that is 20 years of the making. This is going to be a fight like you've never seen before. I created Hulkamania. I'm going to kill it. With Hogan winning that confrontation, it left it open for the next chapter in Hulk Hogan's WWF career. This led to 2003 and Mr. America being born. He had a run as the masked Mr. America character to continue his feud with Vince McMahon. The persona was supposed to be Hulk Hogan in disguise wearing a mask. He used Hulk Hogan's Real American theme music and used all of Hogan's signature gestures, moves, phrases. It was a, basically a mockery because technically Hogan was no longer in the WWF being fired by Vince McMahon. Being fired by Vince McMahon. So we had the debut of Mr. America. It wasn't Hulk Hogan. It was Mr. America. He was the subject of a storyline that took place after Hulk Hogan was forced by Vince McMahon to sit out the rest of his contract. After Hogan won at WrestleMania 19, McMahon was frustrated with him and wanted Hulkamania to die. A WWE pre-debut push took place with mysterious Mr. America promos airing for weeks during SmackDown. There was also on-screen discussion on SmackDown between the general manager Stephanie McMahon and other players concerning her hiring Mr. America unseen. They hired, or, or the supposed GM, Stephanie McMahon, to hire this Mr. America character without even seeing the superstar or the new potential superstar. Then on May 1st, Mr. America debuted on SmackDown on a Piper's Pit segment. McMahon appeared and claimed that Mr. America was Hulk Hogan in disguise. And of course, Mr. America shot back by saying, I'm not Hulk Hogan, brother. The feud continued throughout the month of May with a singles match between Mr. America and Hogan's old rival Roddy Roddy Piper at Judgment Day. McMahon tried desperately to prove that Mr. America was indeed Hulk Hogan, but failed at all attempts at even doing so. McMahon desperately tried to prove that Mr. America was indeed the Hulkster, but he failed at every attempt. Mr. America even passed a lie detector test. Brother. Is for the first time in your life, tell the truth. We can begin the interrogation. Officer, if you would, please. Are you the man known as Mr. America? Yes. Let's go on. Are you currently sitting in a wrestling ring in Pensacola, Florida? Yes. Look, um... Ask him the question. I'm tired of the fun and games. Ask him the question. Mr. McMahon, there is a method to this. Let's get on with it. Are you currently employed on SmackDown? Yes. Now listen. You either ask him the question I want you to ask him, or I'll find somebody else to ask it. Now, damn it, ask him the question. Mr. America, are you 
Hulk Hogan. Please have a drink of water. Hogan, you can drink all the water you want. You can drink water till you're waterlogged. I can tell you this, that's not a truth serum, okay? That's just simply water, and it's not going to change the answer. Now, damn it, I'll ask the question this time. Mr. America, are you Hulk Hogan? No. What's this mean? It means he's telling the truth, sir. The hell he's telling the truth! The hell you say! Ask him the question again. Mr. America, are you Hulk Hogan? No. Now listen to me. I don't know what you're doing, but you're not asking the question properly. Now, damn it, ask the question properly. I know the answer. I know that SOB is lying to me. Now ask him. Mr. America, are you Hulk Hogan? No. What's going on, Mr. McMahon, is that Mr. America has passed this lie detector test. Let me know when you got a reading. 
You got a reading. Pick up the microphone, officer. I don't care what you ask me. You ask me anything in the world you want to ask. Are you Vince McMahon? Yes, I am. Are you the chairman of the WWE? Yes, I am. Wait a minute, hold on, wait a minute. Let me ask you something, brother. Now I'm gonna ask this nice and slow so you can comprehend the question and answer it correctly. Are you the biggest on God's green earth. No. I am. Are you a sick, perverted, power-hungry freak? you guys are doing here or what's going wrong with this test but look the one thing I can state unequivocally look I'm a very well-respected businessman the world over what I do in this business I do it for each and every one of you all over the world all right perhaps that was an overstatement I, I do it for most of you all over the world. Some of you? Alright! I do what I do for me, and me only. Hey, you got one right! But let me tell you this. I am no pervert. Leisure time pleasuring yourself by looking at pictures of Tori Wilson's Playboy brother. What? No, I don't. Uh, all right, but it was a long time ago. It was last month. It was earlier this morning, quite frankly. It was in the car in the limo on the way over. But but that doesn't mean I'm a pervert because quite frankly, anyone could lust after Tory Wilson. Anyone could have a fantasy about Tory Wilson. At least I don't fantasize about the May Youngs of the world. Now damn it, this is ridiculous. I don't know what you're trying to prove, any of you. I hate you, Holden. <laughs> I'll tell you, Mr. America has done it again. He succeeded in embarrassing Mr. McMahon here tonight. 
that Mr. America is telling the truth and you're nothing but a liar. Mr. America's last WWE appearance was on the June 26th edition of SmackDown when the Big Show and the world's greatest tag team, consisting of Shelton Benjamin and Charlie Haas, defeated the team of Brock Lesnar, Kurt Angle, and Mr. America in a six-man tag team match when Show pinned Mr. America. After the show went off the air, Mr. America unmasked to show the fans he indeed was Hulk Hogan, putting his finger to his lips and telling fans to keep quiet about his secret. The next week, Hogan quit WWE due to frustration with the creative team. He didn't like where the Hulkster's character was going at the time in the promotion. But again, Hulk Hogan was looking out for his image, his persona, his iconic stature, and was unhappy with the status of Hulkamania in the WWE at the time. On the July 3rd edition of SmackDown, Vince McMahon showed the footage of Mr. America unmasking as Hogan and fired him as a result although Hogan had already quit in real life. The Mr. America gimmick came under fire briefly from Marvel Comics, who anointed it a ripoff of Captain America, citing costume similarity, the single star on the mask, which was also a trademark of Captain America's chest plate, or chest piece, you can say. This was also adding fuel to the fire over the rights to use the Hulk Hogan name because Marvel Comics' ownership of the Incredible Hulk character. Because of these problems, WWE was forced to edit out all references to the Hulk Hogan name, including pictures which featured Hogan wearing memorabilia that said Hulk, which was a majority of them, and started to refer to Hogan under the name Hollywood Hogan, which he used in WCW. It was later revealed that Hogan was unhappy with the payoffs for his matches after his comeback under the Mr. America gimmick. Vince decided to terminate Hogan's contract completely, and Hogan left. Vince decided to terminate Hogan's contract, and Hogan left WWE in 2003 completely. It was later revealed that Hogan was unhappy with the payoffs for his batches after his comeback under the Mr. America gimmick. Vince decided to terminate Hogan's contract effective immediately, and Hogan left the WWE in 2003. 2003 also saw the Hulkster receive one of the sport's highest honors, the induction into the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame. Hogan's class also included other wrestling legends such as Killer Kowalski and the Fabulous Moolah. Located in Amsterdam, New York, the PWHF is considered by most to be sport's official Hall of Fame, predating the WWE Hall of Fame, which was created, of course, by the World Wrestling Federation and Vince McMahon. It's considered to be the true Hall of Fame because it recognized the greats who helped make professional wrestling an exciting pastime for millions of fans throughout its long and colorful history. And you could say it's an unbiased Hall of Fame because we know of some wrestling legends that are currently omitted from the WWE Hall of Fame possibly due to some personal issues with Vince McMahon. It's kind of ha- it's kind of hard to have a Hall of Fame. It's pretty hard to have a Hall of Fame when there are business decisions hampering the induction of a certain legend or a certain superstar. 
So when you look at an unbiased or a Hall of Fame that's not owned and operated by a current operating organization in the business, you can look at it as a true Hall of Fame, even though the spectacle of the WWE Hall of Fame is tremendous. Being inducted is an extreme honor by because you're being recognized by your peers, as well as one of the biggest companies, if not the sole surviving largest company in professional wrestling history. But nevertheless, now more than ever, Hulk Hogan was truly the immortal icon, taking his place alongside celebrated names such as Bruno Sammartino, Luthez, Andre the Giant, amongst many others. Even after being immortalized in the Hall of Fame, Hogan continued to step into the ring and take on anyone who challenged his superiority, even at his age. On October 13th of 2003, Hogan traveled to Japan to defeat Masahiro Chono in a hard-fought battle. It was contested in front of over 47,000 fans at New Japan Pro Wrestling's Ultimate Crush 2 event. During the press conference following this match, an unsuspecting Hogan found himself ambushed by then-NWA World Champion, the King of the Mountain, Jeff Jarrett. Jarrett stunned the wrestling world by attacking Hogan with his signature guitar, leaving the Immortal One in a pool of his own blood. It appeared Hogan was set to challenge Jarrett for his title in the NWA's total non-stop action wrestling promotion. From that point on, the rumors ran rampant. Was Hogan going to TNA? That was the plan, or so we thought, but knee surgery prevented Hogan from making any appearances for them thus abruptly ending the storyline between Jarrett and Hogan. Jarrett's shocking assault on the Hulkster would later be named as one of TNA's 50 greatest moments, because at that point, that was the first time you had the immortal one, the icon Hulk Hogan, on TNA programming. Big moment for TNA. On April 2nd, 2005, Hulk Hogan was inducted into WWE's own version of the Hall of Fame. He was inducted by Sylvester Stallone at a ceremony held at the Universal Amphitheater in Los Angeles. The induction was met by a sustained standing ovation and loud chance of one more match. Hey, I finally made it. I finally made it. Sometimes you sit home and, and you watch the WWE on TV and you kind of start second-guessing yourself and you go, man, you know, what happened? How did it go so fast? Um, and, and you sit home and you think, my God, what if I would have done something else? What if, what, what if it didn't go the way it did? And, you know, coming here tonight... <laughs> Seeing all the guys, I know I made the right decision. 
And, you know, se several times I, I said, man, I can't even talk. say to you guys, but right out of the shoot, you know, I want to thank, you know, WrestleMania going to Hollywood. I want to thank everybody here, but right out of the shoot, I want to thank Sylvester Stallone for coming out here, you know, 23 years later, after you let me totally abuse him, because, you know, 23 years ago, I had a whole different mindset about what was going on in the ring, and when, when I had a chance to go out to Hollywood and do Rocky III, um, Stallone's a survivor. We had, we had a lot of fun in the ring, and I want to thank him for not holding a grudge, number one. And thank him so much for, for coming out here and inducting me into the WWE Hall of Fame. I can't wait to watch WrestleMania 21 tomorrow. I can't wait to see these guys go in the ring tomorrow and put everything on the line. There's one thing in this business that you learn, and the only thing that matters, two things that matter, the money and the miles, and the other thing is never say never. But with all that being said, you know, I can't wait to watch WrestleMania 21 tomorrow. I'm going to live vicariously through these guys in the ring. And at the end of the day, the WWE has the greatest athletes in the world. It's the greatest form of entertainment in the world. And now, because they've inducted me into the Hall of Fame, Hulkamania will be immortal. Hulkamania will live forever. And what you're going to do, brothers, when the WWE runs wild on you? Thank you. The following night, at WrestleMania 21, at the Staples Center, Hogan gave his Hulkamaniacs a preview of things to come, saving Eugene from an attack at the hands of disgruntled Arab-Americans Muhammad Hassan and, of course, Sean Davari. Thank you. 
One month later at Backlash, the Hulkster teamed with the Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels to defeat Hassan and Davari in tag team action. To the shock and disgust of fans everywhere, Shawn Michaels' HBK turned against Hogan on the July 4th, 2005 edition of Monday Night Raw, hitting the icon with his sweet chin music superkick. On August 21st, the Hulkster gained revenge by soundly defeating the self-proclaimed showstopper in a historic one-on-one match at SummerSlam. I'm right here, on my knees, asking you for one favor. But I'm not asking you for anything more than what every other WWE fan has asked you for. If I have to pick a tag team partner... I want that tag team partner to be Hulk Hogan. Just one more match. Hogan and Shawn Michaels. Well, you gotta admit that Hogan and Shawn Michaels are a hell of a team. The Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. 
at SummerSlam, I'm gonna kick your teeth down your throat. You, my friend, have taken this thing to a whole nother level, dude. If you want a match with me, all you had to do was ask. But instead, you cheap-shotted me. Every time you come out in this ring, it's for Shawn Michaels. I'm here for each and every one of these Hulkamaniacs, brother. And if they want me at SummerSlam to kick your skinny little ass, then I'm going to kick your ass, Shawn Michaels. In this ring, you can't touch me. You are going to find out that your immortality has a price. Hulk Hogan! What are you gonna do, Shawn Michaels? What you gonna do? When the power, the shoots, the power. The confrontation took everyone by surprise. For a brief moment in the second part of Shawn Michaels' career, he was a heel. It was widely known that Shawn Michaels and Hulk Hogan had a little bit of a confrontation and disagreement when it came to the organization of this match and feud, as ultimately it was, or the plan was supposed to be, ultimately a series of three matches between the two with each superstar getting the best of each other with a rubber match to decide it all but evidently quite possibly it could be egos getting in the way or just overall miscommunication Hogan and HBK could not come to an agreement for future matches thus during the actual match at SummerSlam the first and only confrontation between the two we saw Shawn Michaels heavily bump for Hulk Hogan when it came to the big boot and leg drop, Shawn Michaels put on a spe- spectacle, quite possibly over-exaggerating it, but at the same time, making Hogan look like the powerful icon that he is, while entertaining the fans. Nevertheless, this absolutely was a highlight of Hogan's career, as his career was coming to the latter portion, or coming to the final chapters we saw one of his last feuds with Shawn Michaels feature some entertaining segments. Shawn Michaels making fun of the Hulkster on the Larry King show, imitating the Hulkster going, brother, 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 which was hilarious and entertaining. We also had the Hulkster going after the Heartbreak Kid, who was the showstopper, but Shawn Michaels wanting to see if he can beat the icon, beat the Babe Ruth of wrestling Hulk Hogan. The storyline was there, the talent was there, but quite possibly backstage politics getting in the way of seeing two potential future matches between these two superstars. But definitely a memorable feud between Shawn Michaels and Hulk Hogan. You know, it's just one person's call, and and that's just how it is, you know. When you work, you know, for a promoter or when you work for a business, you know, the, the, the wrestlers don't have the say of who wins or loses. You know, you can read all this crap on Twitter and on the Internet, you know, about me and Shawn Michaels. Vince McMahon walked right into Madison Square Garden or whatever building we're in. I can't even remember now, but he walked right in the dressing room and he goes, Shawn, you're putting Hogan over. 
you know, and every time. But I, I thought we were going to keep doing business. I thought we were going to uh, continue on, you know, and, you know, I thought the promo would be that I cannot believe that on that one day Hogan was the better man. You know, maybe maybe I slipped on a banana peel or maybe it was the luck of the draw, but Hogan was a better man, and I have to find out in my heart who really is the better man. So, Hogan, get your ass back out here. That's what I thought the promo would be. But the promo I heard was, oh, my gosh, he was too fast, and the leg drop was too devastating, and he was so quick, and he was so young and, and frisky, I couldn't keep up with him. As soon as I heard that promo, I knew he didn't want to do business. So, you know, you call him like you see him. I mean, I don't know if you're oversold or not. Um I just was more interested in doing continuing business, you know. And at the time, Sean was the heel because we were tag team partners. He, he uh, gave me the sweet, sweet chin music kick in the garden, so he was the heel. And, you know, of course, you know, I'd have done the job for him the next time and the next time and the next time and the next time until, you know, Vince set the record straight. But we never got there. Well, I mean, I, you know, everything that I look back on now is special, regardless of, 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 of anything else. I mean, it's one, it's completely impossible for me to look back at anything in my career at this point where I'm at now and have any regrets uh, about any of it. Um, it was wonderful. Um, at the time, I mean, we, yeah, we, we, we did. We, we, you know, we did have plans for it, for it going longer. It was, at, four, at first, just going to be sort of a situation where Shawn Michaels, the very, you know, just the normal good guy Shawn Michaels, just needed to know where he stood in the entire world of, you know, of the WWE, and, and you know, and, and and to do that, he had to he had to challenge Hulk Hogan, um, and then you know, at, at, at a certain point, um, that sort of got changed. I was I was requested to, to you know to to go to go heel, um, uh, to you know go to a bad guy, go heel, whatever you want to call it, um, and 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 I was told to. You know, we want you like you were in '97. I was like, oh, geez, you don't, you don't want that. None of us want that. I mean, because you know, because I mean, '97, I was, it was very, you know, we were very in your face, and we were uh, pulling the curtain back, so to speak. I mean, we just, you know, I was shooting from the hip then. I mean, we had decided to, you know, in Vince's words, we're just going to go there, and uh, you know, and 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 I just didn't think that was going to sit well with everybody involved, and uh, you know, but. He, he, that's what he wanted, so that's what we did. And, and quite honestly, I, mean, I had fun doing it. I mean, I'm being you know being a heel is, you know, it, is always fun. Um, you know, so in that respect, uh, it was good, and, and and it certainly could have gone longer. It wasn't meant to be, and and that's fine. It was still, you know, it was one of those things that was on my, you know, to do list before you before you leave the business, and and uh, you know, and I got to do it, and you know, certainly because of that, I'm, I'm happy. Sure, there there's you know there are some things. Um, I don't know, I get me to guess that you know I'd like to do differently. Um, you know, I, you know, I have a certain way that I, that I like to do stuff. Um, you know, nine times out of ten, you know, the folks that I'm in there with trust me and are perfect, you know, and trust, you know, the way in which I want to go about the match. I mean, it doesn't mean you know they don't add to it and everything else they do, but we. You know, I usually have a pretty firm and pretty good sense of the storyline and the psychology that I want to go through the match. Um, and and in this case, you know, that was getting changed around quite a bit. And you know, you you do your best to adapt. And you know, and and you know, 
you know, I like to, you know, throw some some swerves in there, you know, when when, when people do what they normally do, if they do their signature stuff, you know, I mean, I like to sometimes throw some monkey wrenches into that, both theirs and mine, you know, and that wasn't something that was, you know, that anybody wanted to do, you know, they wanted to keep it pretty sort of basic, and, and you know, so I, I, I yielded to that, and then uh, I thought we had, we had a, a pretty... Simultaneously, Hogan was also enjoying great success in a different arena, reality TV, a series documenting the Hogan family's daily life, titled Hogan Knows Best, premiered on VH1 on July 10th of 2005. It was the highest rated premiere in VH1 history. Fans were clamoring. TV viewers, VH1 viewers were clamoring for the Hogans. Prior to WrestleMania 22, Hogan inducted friend and former announcer Mean Gene Okerlund into the WWE Hall of Fame. Hogan returned on the July 15th 2006 edition of Saturday Night's Main Event, alongside his daughter Brooke. During the show, Randy Orton flirted with Hogan's daughter and later attacked Hogan in the parking lot and hit the RKO onto the trunk of Hogan's car. He later challenged Hulk to a match at SummerSlam, which Hogan won. Hogan's last WWE appearance to date occurred on December 10th, 2007, on the WWE Raw 15th anniversary. He saved Hornswoggle from being attacked by the Great Khali. From that point on, that was the last time we saw Hulk Hogan on WWE programming. I just think, oh no, this is it. Well, anyway, this is Hulk. I'm back in and do something. Wait a minute! I want to thank each and every one of you Hulkamaniacs for keeping the dream alive. And I want to say congratulations to WWE for the anniversary night. Let's hear it for the greatest company of all time, the WWE. (laughs) 15 years. I miss you guys. I love you guys. And never say never. Ooh, yeah. Hulkamaniacs as Hulk Hogan's second stint with the World Wrestling Federation slash WWE comes to a close. You cannot argue that this second stint, this second appearance in the quote-unquote home of Hulkamania gave a rebirth to Hulk Hogan and the image of Hulkamania. When WCW folded and Hogan's attempts going elsewhere seemed dismal. Hogan was looking for direction. He was looking to rebuild the Hulkamania brand. And that WrestleMania 18 confrontation with The Rock did just that. It turned the NWO leader, Hollywood Hulk Hogan, turned him back into the red and yellow Hulkamaniac, Hulkamania icon that we all have grown to love, respect, honor, adore, and 
miss for so many years. Sure, we saw the running yellow return towards the latter portion of WCW's existence, but it didn't feel real because it wasn't, of course, with the real American theme music. It wasn't with the fanfare. It didn't seem natural. One, because it was still in WCW where they were lacking direction, but it all came, all the pieces to the puzzle came into place and fit so perfectly that night in Toronto. It made The Rock into a megastar, which made him excel even further and become even more successful in Hollywood, but at the same time, it gave a rebirth, a spark into the aura of Hulkamania, allowing Hogan to continue on for the next decade. Of course, we saw him with the Federation only a few years after that, but Hulk Hogan needed that spark for himself internally, as well as externally for the fans that loved him so much. As we come to a close of our Hulkamina Chronicle series, you cannot deny that quite possibly this run of Hulkamania was quite possibly the most important because if he just ended in World Championship Wrestling or Hulkamania died with WCW, would Hulkamania still be as respected and well-known to this very day? It could, via his accomplishments and all the achievements he made in the WWF prior and even with the NWO and WCW, but this return stint, this return to the World Wrestling Federation, cemented him as the Babe Ruth of professional wrestling. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Wrestling fans, it's time to thank our sponsors of the Beyond the Bell podcast. Barbershop Window, the brand new official sponsor of Beyond the Bell. They love wrestling and they love t-shirts, so they combine the two in order to fulfill their goal to create shirts that wrestling fans enjoy and will want to own and wouldn't be embarrassed to wear to a bar. New shirts are released every week and all past shirts can be found in the overstock bin. So go to barbershopwindow.com where they make wearing wrestling shirts cool again. Squared Circle Media. Jerome Willen provides audio and written content based on the latest in professional wrestling. Associated with Wrestling.com, Ringside Digest, and the Camel Clutch blog, Squared Circle Media is for the true wrestling fan. You can reach them at SquaredCircleMedia.net. RingAnnouncing.com, the official website for the future of Ring Announcing and Beyond the Bell host, Ring Announcer, Sean Beckerman. This is the place where you'll find all the latest news and multimedia related to host, broadcaster, and podcaster, Sean Beckerman. So go to ringannouncing.com now and follow the future of Ring Announcing. Stitcher Radio is an on-demand internet radio service that focuses on news and information radio and podcasts. It's available on all smartphones via the iTunes App Store and the Android Market. Stitcher, now streaming innovative audio. GoDaddy.com. GoDaddy offers everything you need to make a name for yourself on the web. From domain names and website builders to complete e-commerce solutions. With more than 10.4 million customers and over 53 million domain names, GoDaddy is the leader in web development. 
SNSRadioNetwork.com is the home for all things related to professional wrestling, mixed martial arts, and video gaming. Catch the latest news on all three topics, including the Benchmark Show, Wrestling News Live, Sunday Night Showdown, The Pro Wrestling Rewind, The Elite Force Podcast, Why, and of course, Beyond the Bell with host Sean Beckerman. SNSRadioNetwork.com. If you're not listening, you're not trying. If you're interested in becoming a sponsor of Beyond the Bell, email us at btbwrestling at gmail.com with the header advertising. Join the Beyond the Bell revolution. It's go time. Old school Hulkamaniacs. That wraps up another edition of the Hulkamania Chronicles. Nine segments, nine chapters of this Hulkamania Chronicles series. We saw some highs, some lows in the history of the immortal one, Hulk Hogan. But don't worry, Hulkamaniacs, that doesn't end our Hulkamania Chronicles series. For right now, we close the book on Hulkamania because the next chapter, chapter 10, is still ongoing as we look into the total non-stop action portion of Hulk Hogan's career. That's where we'll go more in depth on the personal troubles Hulk Hogan had with his divorce, the separation of his family, the chaos with his son Nick, and his reintroduction into the professional wrestling world under total non-stop action impact wrestling. But that comes... In our next chapter, chapter 10, but I want to cover this portion of Hogan's career when it's completed. And he's still ongoing as from this point of our show as the general manager of Impact Wrestling. Hulk Hogan holds that title right now, so he still has, you could say, unfinished business with this portion of his career. So that will be our next Chronicle series, uh, or the next chapter of this Chronicle series going forward, chapter 10, or Chronicle series part 10. The TNA era, but that won't be coming until Hogan finishes that portion or that part of his career. So for now, we'll end off on his extremely successful stint in the World Wrestling Federation slash World Wrestling Entertainment when Hulkamania was reborn. What can you say of the career of Hulk Hogan? He made wrestling what it is today. Made it mainstream. Made gave the opportunity for the likes of Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock become as big a superstars as they became due to the groundwork that was laid by Hulk Hogan. At one point when you heard professional wrestling, you said Hulk Hogan right away. Gave John Cena the ability to be the superstar that he is today. Hulk Hogan will forever be remembered as one of the greatest, if not the greatest all-around performer to ever step foot inside a squared circle. Limited technical ability, you could say, but he had the charisma, had the the connection with the fans that is so important to be a successful superstar in this industry. And I myself, for one, and the SNS Radio Network, like to thank the immortal Hulk Hogan for all he's done in professional wrestling. So as we temporarily close the Hulkamania Chronicles for the time being, we'll open up a new series, a new volume of Chronicles, as we look back at the greatest superstars in professional wrestling. So we ended Hulkamania. What a great volume to open up. I couldn't think of another superstar to tap into and relive his history and his spectacular, monumental career. Therefore, 
tonight we announce the debut, the launch of the Stone Cold Chronicles. The history of Stone Cold Steve Austin. In this Chronicle series, we're going to do things a little differently. As opposed to the previous Hulkamania Chronicles, in this series, we look back at the history of Hulkamania on an era-by-era basis. With the Stone Cold Chronicles, we look back in chronological order on a yearly basis of the monumental moments of Stone Cold Steve Austin. So I'm so excited to announce officially, as of tonight, the debut of the Stone Cold Chronicles as it replaces the finished, completed saga as for right now of the Hulkamania Chronicles. So fans, I'm so excited to debut the Stone Cold Chronicles. Expect that in the upcoming weeks to debut on ringannouncing.com and snsradionetwork.com. That leads us to connecting socially to Beyond the Bell. Like me on Facebook, follow me on Twitter at Sean Beckerman. Beyond the Bell, ringannouncing.com, and ringannouncer Sean Beckerman are all on Facebook. All archive shows are at my official website, ringannouncing.com, and snsradionetwork.com. If you're not listening, you're not trying. Also, connect the archive shows via streaming on your smartphone via the Stitcher app, as well as we're coming onto TuneIn Radio. So stay tuned for that, fans. I know, cheesy. So, Hulkamaniacs, it's time for me to get out of here and wrap up the final portion for right now. Remember, for right now, fans, we still have another chapter to go, at least in the Hulkamania Chronicles. But for now, we close the books in the history of Hulkamania. And we'll wrap things up, of course, with some old-school music. And in celebration of us wrapping up the Hulkamania Chronicles, we'll provide you with two old-school themes this week. Our first old-school theme will be the WWE edited version of Voodoo Child for Hollywood Hogan that he used when he came back to the World Wrestling Federation. And of course, we have to wrap things up with Real American. We played it before. We'll play it again because this song is the prototypical or the stereotypical, you could say, theme for America. When Osama Bin Laden was captured and killed, they played Real American. This theme, you can say you could tie it with Hulkamania because Hulkamania meant independence, it meant freedom, it meant the spirit for your country. It meant following the, the demandments of Hulkamania. Eat your vitamins, say your prayers, you name it, brother. Real American is tied with patriotism. And of course, it's tied with one of the greatest, if not the greatest, superstar legend to ever step foot in a professional wrestling ring. So, of course, have to end the Hulkamedia Chronicles with Real American by Rick Derringer, one of the greatest themes ever in professional wrestling. So, fans, that'll wrap things up for another edition of the Old School Professional Wrestling Nostalgia Podcast we all love, known as Beyond the Bell. I'll see you next week, fans. As we go back in time, we hop in that DeLorean to relive all things retro in wrestling. So, fans, in the meantime, until next week, I'll see you at the matches. Brother.
consideration paid for by the following. Hey, you little dudes, train, say your prayers, need your vitamins. Oh, Yay! Hulk Hogan Vitamins, the new champion of children's chewables. I am a real American. Fight for the rights of every man. I am a real American. Fight for what's right. Fight for your life When it comes crashing down And it hurts inside Gotta lend a hand It don't help to hide If you hurt my friends Then you hurt my pride Gotta take a stand Every 
Oh, yeah.